you been on a Monday action sports jacks overtime ESPN 690 bringing you another hour of sports talk locally right here in Jacksonville Casey Kurtz rocking with you Brian Middleton along in just a second he's down there doing that traffic on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's news and talk and it's raining right now in Jacksonville or was so I'm sure Brian Middleton's got some traffic that he is uh talking about so he will join us in just a second but if you've missed any of brian milton's traffic experience this is why he's not here right now this is what he's talking about on 104.5 i'm doing it it. taking a look at the drive out of downtown i-95 southbound this evening you're dealing with some wet roads also you'll tap the brakes as you approach atlantic boulevard right now it's at least 15 minutes to get it from the top of the fuller warren down to the beltway in orange park drivers on the west beltway southbound you have some wet roads out there as well but still just nine minutes will take you from blanding over the buck bend out to the 95 exits with Jacksonville's most frequent traffic, I'm Brian Middleton. No, it's on. We're all good. Don't worry about that. I planned for this kind of experience, Brian Middleton. Yeah, I did. You can't hear him, but Brian Middleton is in the building. He walked in just as I was hitting his traffic yeah, he segment. He couldn't wait to do it. That's why I didn't even call him. Man. I could have been here earlier, by the That was smooth, bro. You got to admit, the planning on that was very smooth. I could have I been in here earlier, Casey. So where were you? I was, I was over at the other station. Just chilling or what? No, no, no. We got no, a no. show to do, you know? Nah, man. I had to get everything in, man. Music stations, they hear me. Huh? What is is that a flex of we some sort? We don't play uh, a traffic here. Well, I do now. Game. I started playing it for you. Yeah, well, you know, I have to. Well, anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for showing up on a Monday. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Brian Middleton, the broadcast done in the building. What up with you, man? We got some things. I like the little headband look, man. Yeah. I like that very Naruto. So, I like that. I was telling Brent, I used to be a headband guy. And okay, I can see that. Young Casey, fresh-faced Casey? Yeah. Definitely a headband guy. So then I told him that, like, you told me that my hair is balding, so I need headbands. I didn't say that. We Man. should go back into the annals of uh, overtime history. You implied that my hair was bad. I didn't. Your wife did. Matter of fact, she texted you. It was the angle. Remember when we had the yeah. long angle? Well, and you, she was like, why can I see your scalp and your hair at the same time? Like, what is that? Yeah, that's you true. You know, I paraphrase. You never told me what she actually said. That was Amanda yeah. Kurtz, by the way. That was Amanda Kurtz. But Don't you put that did, on me. You did say for sure, because I put it on a video uh, that's doing very well on uh, Instagram Reels, that I should stop wearing hats or wear less hats is what you said. Well, I said that. That know, I should wear less hats. Hurt. So the point so. of the story is if I wear headbands, the hair grows. Well, it, okay. You know, you In push the back. it together. Yeah. You know. And it, uh, yeah, it looks more full. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, it works for you, Casey. You know what I mean? How you doing? How you been? So we're getting custom-made headbands for OT uh, and the show because I can't wear hats no more. What's confusing you? Nothing, man. I just keep looking behind me, and I'm like, you know, everybody looks at <laughs> I'm waiting to see uh, who's going to say something about this cardboard box right here. I don't know. what it's. It just stays here, and we got stuff, but it's all good. You know, it's, it's so, yeah, I can tell you what that is. That you can find uh, on your station, 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville News and Talk, uh, during the taping. You know, okay. on your station, during the filming of Protecting Military Families with Chris Brochu, 6.30 okay. a.m. with me and Chris. Protecting Military Families, that sounds like something that I want to do. Yeah. So uh, that, that's what the box is for. Anyway, we will talk some sports as we go along over the next hour. Home Run Derby tonight. We'll talk about that a little bit. Cameron Smith, winner of the Open Championship, which Brian Middleton never made a pick for. Uh, we'll talk about some other stuff as well. But, Brian, I got to tell you about my car. Yeah, I saw it here yesterday, uh, and, and I was like, I feel like 
It was in the same spot I saw it in when I left on Friday. Yeah, so the situation was thus. I've already explained it a little bit at 3 o'clock, but if you're just jumping in at 6 o'clock, I want you to understand my misfortune as well. It's what we do here. We cheer for each other, and we laugh at each other when we have to. And, well, this is going to be uh, one of the laughing times because when I left here on Friday, I left my car here, went down to Tampa. Amanda picked me up. Everything was all, all good. Uh, locked the car when I left. It made the little beep beep. You know, when you lock your car, the horn goes off. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. I come in here tomorrow, had a conversation, or tomorrow, yesterday. Mm, okay. I'm all over. Time travel. Time travel. Came in here yesterday to pick up the car. Amanda dropped me off. Didn't think much of it. Came right in the building, went into a little prod room, had a conversation with one JC Flowers, which we played a little bit earlier today. Find it on the podcast, Hour One. We're also going to play it tomorrow during OT. Really? To fin- we are. To finish off uh, Baseball Day. So you can hear that tomorrow in its entirety right here or go back on the podcast and listen. So anyway, have a good conversation with JC Flowers. You know, go to leave, right, and try to unlock the car. Nothing happening. Try to, you know, pull on the door. It's locked. And I quickly find out that it's not a key fob issue. It's a dead battery issue. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, in the car. So we chalked it up to I'm not going to call somebody at 6 p.m. on a Sunday because you know how that overtime charge is going to cost. You know what I'm saying? So went home, slept on it, came in today, and said I got to get this fixed. So... I did this earlier, too. I, I called a locksmith, which I will get the name for because they deserve their, their good shout-out. But I called a locksmith, and they came in. They broke into my own car, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Yeah. Got me in. Battery was dead. And then this was the, the high-level part of it. Okay. They then jumped my car, which they told me on the phone they weren't going to do. So the dude, like the guy in the office, mm-hmm. was like, you know, we can open it, but, like, we can't jump it. You know, we don't do that kind of stuff. We only do locksmith. I was like, that's cool. But not my man at Global Locksmith Pros right here in Jacksonville. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. First and foremost, Casey, I'm going to let you finish your story. Mm-hmm. At the ease with which you just, you're talking about businesses, you're about to give props, mm-hmm. feels very hypocritical right now. You just eased into it. Mm-hmm. No pause at all, huh? You have a good experience, and you can just say the business name, the address, give them five stars over the airwaves. Mm-hmm. No issues, huh? No. Okay. We'll remember that. Well, if you ever get locked no, out of your car. No, 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 no. Don't even, no, 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 no. Don't put me in it. You got oh, it. Oh, I'm not going to put you in it. Finish your story. I'm going to. Believe Finish your story. But we ain't talking about no dumb restaurant when these people saved my life. Mm. Anyway, Global Locksmith Pros, they came in. They got me in my car. Things were straight. And then uh, jumped the car, which was fantastic. Went and got a little gas because I was also out of gas. But that should Man, what are you doing? <laughs> that Man, what are you doing? Yeah, that shouldn't oh surprise boy. you if you know me. And then, anyway, I drove down uh, Beach Boulevard and camp on the boys' battery source right down here at the end of Beach Boulevard towards uh, Kernan. Always pass by it. I rolled up. I said, I need a battery. They said, we got you. They, it wasn't even that expensive. I said, how quick can you do it? They said, 10 minutes. I said, 10 minutes. They fixed it in 10 minutes in less than, like, $250. For the whole thing, the locksmith, the battery, the installation, mm-hmm. the jump, all of it less $250. Car got fixed in less than an hour, and now I'm back on the road in the Ford Edge. So this happened this morning? It all got fixed today, from okay. noon to like 1.30. Okay. So... Noon to, I mean, 12.30 to 1.30. Was the car giving you any kind of issues prior to that? I like, had no idea the battery was dead. And the guy that uh, fixed it at Battery Source, yeah. there's like a little battery gauge that you can plug in. And my battery, my old one, didn't even register on the thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is super dead. Did it have a a bad, uh, like a, um, I keep forgetting what you call it, like a bad, it gives off a bad charge. It's like a dead charge, but it's called like, um, I can't think of the name right now. It escapes me. Did he tell you why it was a dead battery or it was just like, no, this is dead. Nah, he told me it was because it was a Ford. 
Okay. And Fords, are, I guess, are trash. So, anyway, the car got fixed. Shout out to the people. The Ford's not coming on. We got a better chance of getting the people that saved me. You know what I'm saying? You got to ease them into the conversation. But anyway, nonetheless, my car was fixed. I appreciate the people that helped me get it fixed. And that's what we led the show with, cars. Okay. Hey, listen, we also have a start bench removed since we have a full show today. Do we? You have start bench removed, Casey Kurtz. I'm excited for that. Yeah, you should not be. (laughs) You should not be. Oh. I wouldn't be if I were Casey Kurtz. But you know what? You stand on your square. You know, when you disrespect people, you know, you do it with an ease and it's effortless. So, you know, you you actually perform well and start bench removed. So, yeah, be excited about it. I am excited about it. Yeah, still. I also had a question for you, Casey, and maybe we can uh, talk about it if we can fit it into the show. So, you know, with uh, Jack's training camp being uh, basically a week away. At 8 a.m. You know, give, give or take, right? Yeah, at 8 a.m. Um, it sounds like you're going to be right there at 7.59. Yeah, right. Um, I'm mad about the scenario. The question that I wanted to ask you and ask anybody, I mean, if they wanted to try and call in as well and, and, and share their thoughts, was the low-hanging fruit. It's Trevor Lawrence. The low-hanging fruit is Trevor Lawrence to this answer. So you can't say Trevor Lawrence. It's like when people say, uh, rate something about yourself 1 to 10, but you can't say 7, right? You can't say Trevor Lawrence. That's going to be the easy answer, all right? Mm-hmm. Besides Trevor Lawrence, which player has to take a step, young guy or veteran, has to take a step forward in order for the Jags to be successful this year. Whatever successful is in your head, that's the broad part, right? That's where I think we can get a lot of different perspectives and answers about it. But besides Trevor, because we know the quarterback's the most important position on the field, and like Trevor Lawrence is the number one, I get that. Besides him, offense, defense, or maybe special teams or whoever, who do you think has to take a step? Not, you know, know, if if they do a little bit better than last season, then yeah. I think the team will be successful. No, they have to take that step. They have to get back to a form that they were at maybe another team when they were, you know, were younger and they're an older vet now, or they're a younger guy and like, okay, guy, either you were playing college football last year or, you know, you've been in the league two or three years now. Like, we need you to do it now in order for the Jags to be at five, six, seven wins this season. That's the question that I wanted to uh, to pick your brain on, man, because I know how much you know about the Jags. And you you start naming dudes on the team, I'll be like, did they expand the roster to 140? Who is that guy? I got to go Google him. Yeah. So uh, I, I can surely answer that question because there's a couple floating around in my head. But what I will do is we will take our first break of yeah, the show. Yeah, I like that, Casey. I will think about it, and then I will give you my answer on the other side. Who needs to take the biggest step for the Jacksonville Jaguars for them to be successful? That's a great question. A lot of good options. Trevor Lawrence off the table. I won't pick Trevor, although I, you know I would. But I will consider the options, and I will answer your question on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We'll be right back. Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690, rolling along on a Monday. Brian Middleton, the broadcast on the traffic man on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. He's on the one and twos right now. Casey Kurtz with you as well. No Jumbo Shrimp Baseball, by the way, tonight. The MLB Home Run Derby will be right here on ESPN 690. So you can check that out if you are not able to watch or you're watching The Bachelorette and you want to, like, listen 
to the Home Run Derby. You can find it on ESPN 690, ESPN690.com. All the spots where you stream the radio station. Why are you making a face like that? Just working on the levels. You don't like, on my levels. You don't like the Bachelorette? Working on my levels. Yeah, we'll have to die. And my that. headphones. The oh, Bachelorette? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, don't, I can't say I've seen a whole episode before. Really? No. Huh. Huh. Well, you know, but I'll be you locked have. In. Yeah, I'll be locked in. Uh, you, Amanda will be right there? Amanda will be right there. Okay. Yeah. Who I, put who on to that? Amanda put me onto that. Okay. Like seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, football though, right? So we were talking yeah. before the break. You asked me, what exactly did you ask me? I asked you, besides Trevor Lawrence, uh-huh. who we know has to take a step forward mm-hmm. in order for the Jags to be somewhat competitive and, and have five, six, or seven wins this season. What other player has to take a step forward in improvement? Like a, like a measurable increase in production that is, that is way better than this past season, whether they were in college, whether they were on another team, whether they were on the Jags. They have to be that much better than what they were in order for the Jags to experience some success. I like it. So I like the question. And the first person I thought of, mm-hmm. I, um, you're not going to be surprised. The first person I thought of was Christian Kirk. Not enough big plays, not enough reliability at the wide receiver position, not enough high-level players. Let's just put it that, the, at the wide receiver position. Marvin Jones needed help. He didn't have it. So my first thought, especially with the contract, was Christian Kirk. But then I said, is Christian Kirk going to win them games? Maybe one, right? You put everything together, Christian Kirk might might give you another win. Then I thought about Doug Peterson, and I don't think you'd want me to answer it that way. Doug Peterson's going to win them an extra game. So that's two extra wins. Okay. But then I really thought about it. And I was like, you know, this guy wasn't in college. He's consistently been one of their better players. But for how we talk about him, how I want the man to be paid, he could be better. And that's when I stumbled upon Josh Allen. Mm. Now, hear me out on this. Josh Allen, like I said, has been a good player for this team, is probably still the best player. Actually, not probably. He is the best player still on the defensive side of the ball. Great rookie season, right? Ten and a half sacks the year after. You know, two and a half. Missed some time. Missed a lot of the, the back half of the season. I don't think he ever came back from that injury. I don't remember exactly 2020. It was all a blur at the end. Just wanting him to lose and stuff. But And then last year, seven and a half sacks. But really, it was two massive games. The Buffalo game, and there was one other. Uh, I don't remember it is on top of my head. But seven and a half total sacks. Disruptive, yes. Could he have been better? Yes, because there were games where we were like, is Josh Allen out there? Is 41 on the field? So then you look into it. Jacksonville had 32 total team sacks last year. 32! TJ Watt had 20-something by himself. So, anyway, 32 team sacks has them 26th in the league. So my answer is Josh Allen, and you figure that out. But here's the thing. Josh Allen, you get to the quarterback a couple more times. What does that do? One... It, it, it look, makes the numbers look good. But two, it helps everybody because you get somebody on the other side, potentially Trevon Walker, uh, uh, Arden Key. They signed him. People seem to be high on him. Get some pass rush from the inside. The point of the story is if you can help Josh Allen, get him one-on-one with a tackle and do some things, he gets home a couple more times, get him up to 10, 11 sacks. What does that do? Well, the threat of him being there is big. You get somebody on the other side that's capable of rushing, then you cut down the time that the corners have to cover which is huge. Last time, last year, I should say, they're covering for way too long, and that's why you're giving up big plays because eventually when you're going against a guy like DK Metcalf, you're going against a guy like Brandon Cooks, eventually he's going to get open. 
DK's going to make a play on you. Brandon Cooks is going to run by you. Something's going to happen. So I think it all starts with Josh Allen. Get more pressure. Get more consistent pressure. You drafted someone to help you get the pressure. The defensive line should be better with the additions you made plus the draft picks. The pressure will help the back end. The back end will then help you. Shaq Griffin makes a couple of plays. Things changed last year. Tyson Campbell is going to be better. Cisco is actually going to play, who is going to get the football for you a couple times. I think it all starts up front on the defensive side. Be on the field a less amount of time. Give Trevor Lawrence more time to cook. So my answer is Josh Allen. Do you think that... Do you think that he is capable of doing that this season? With, with, the, with the way that the defense was trying to be retooled, whatever Urban Meyer was trying to do with that defense, with the free agents that he did sign, uh, you know, he brought in, you know, guys like uh, 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 Roy Robinson Harris yep. and, uh, and Chad Griffin and, uh-huh. uh, you know, a couple other guys that escaped me right now. Ray Sean. Uh, with, uh, yeah, Jenkins and, um, and with the draft. You know, uh, with some of the guys that he picked up, even though, you know, we everybody was like, what's happening with Cisco? But, you know, even mm-hmm. with Tyson Campbell, do you think with that on top of with what the focus was in the first round specifically of the draft, two defensive guys, um, do you think that this season he will be able to take that step in order to be the guy? Because he's going to have the pieces around him, some would argue, in order to take some pressure off of him being a focal point yeah it's a good question and i think he has to because now you're looking at year four you're looking at a top 10 pick your career high in size came in your rookie year when you had help when calais campbell and yannick and and you got 10 and a half as a rookie yes i think josh allen is capable I, I i believe josh allen is capable of having 15 plus sacks i really do believe that and i feel good about the plus i think he's that talented and you've seen it in spurts he beat buffalo like the offense did not beat the Buffalo Bills. The defense beat the Buffalo Bills, and Josh Allen was in the backfield every single play messing with the other Josh Allen. They, they won the game because of that. So I think he's absolutely capable of taking that step, and I think the only way he was going to do it, to your point, is you had to invest in players that are going to help him. I'm not going to give that credit to Urban Meyer because Roy Robertson Harris was okay at best. Like, he still might they might find a better way to use him now Mm -hmm. because obviously I I like Joe Cullen, but it wasn't there. Right. So I think they're going to find a better way to use him and hopefully they can because you invested in him. But with the draft picks, obviously Walker, they believe is going to help a guy like Arden key might be able to help Smoot can continue to help. And in a rotation scenario, I think those three Walker, not necessarily rotation, but moving him around to other positions with key and with Smoot. Yeah, they've done enough to help him. I think they they should have done what they did in terms of investing on defense. I like what they did there in the free agency. They've got the pieces. I really do believe that on defense. They've got young, talented guys. They can help Josh Allen. You now have corners who can make plays. Again, Shaq catches a couple of those passes last year, and things are different. So I think they did a good job investing in the defense, and I think Josh is capable of having a massive season. The question becomes, if he plays most of the season, like he did last year, he played in 16 of the uh, 17. Durable. Well, not the year before. But if I'm it's, not worried about the year before. Durable. That's I, how he's going into this season. I, I agree with you. 16 in the rookie year and 16 in the, sec, in the third year is, is mostly durable. I'll give you that. If it doesn't come together, and I love Josh, Uh-oh. but if we're talking about eight sacks and under again, like 
are we going to do? Now, if there's no help, if they get no push from anywhere else, if the other side of the defensive line is just like Brug and blocked consistently, then maybe chalk it up and say just go pay some dude a ridiculous amount of money to come rush the passer on the other side. But if he has another season where, eh, like we're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying you got to be T.J. Watt, but you got to be a top 10 pick. I want them to pay Josh Allen. I want him to be here, but we got to have more than seven and a half sacks. I tell you what, Casey, I said it before. I said it after the draft, and I'm going to say it here again. Jags defense going to finish in the top five to seven. I don't think you're that far off. I and, really don't. And I'm leaning towards five, but, you know, I, I always got to sit down and think about, hold on, let me – let me name five great defenses in the NFL, which I, you know, can do. So yeah. I'm just like, let me just soften it a bit. But I'm going to – by the time the first regular season game comes by, top five defense. They've got the talent. They, they absolutely do. I don't know what the scheme looks like on the field against the opponent yet, but just on paper, they got the talent. I, I, I agree with you. They should be better. Now, here's the thing. If they're really bad, I don't – I'd be surprised. Like, if it's, if it's not a top – See, like, I don't want to get too reckless, but I'll, I'll just co-sign with you, right? They've got the young pieces. They're talented. Shaq catches a couple of footballs. Cisco's going to get you a couple turnovers, guaranteed. Tyson Campbell should be able to get you some plays, and you got to get to the quarterback, and that starts with Josh. If you can do all those things, yeah, they're going to be a great defense. The problem is, are they still the Jags that can give up a 99-yard touchdown to Derrick Henry? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. They just got to limit the big plays. Make some turnovers when you can get to the quarterback. And here's the thing. They've been bad to the point where they might not be top five, to your point, but they could be moderately better, and we would freak out. Yeah. Because there were times last year the defense was really good, and we talked about it. There were also times they gave up 45 to New England or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it wasn't good. Yeah. Let's get consistent, and let's consistently play a good game on defense because I think Trevor and them are going to score some points. Oh, training camp's coming. The season's coming. I'm excited. Ooh-wee. I'm excited for everything but having to, like, get there at 7.30. Ride with store or whatever. There you go. Work hard. Uh, carpool. Come on, Jags. We need another parking pass. I don't know. Anyway, I'll be there. You'll be there. Action Sports Jacks will be there. And we'll be here on the other side of the break. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We'll be right back. You threw me off. I was literally just about to talk. Ash Sports Checks Overtime, ESPN 690. On a Monday, taking you into the Home Run Derby coming up tonight right here on ESPN 690. Brian Milton will pick a winner before the show ends. I will give you a winner as well. MLB All-Star Game tomorrow. No Jumbo Shrimp Baseball until Friday. They are back home, though, on Friday. They take on the Charlotte Knights. But uh, All-Star Game tomorrow right here on ESPN 690. Home Run Derby tonight. And then Jumbo Shrimp Baseball is back on Friday. We've got to do Star Bench Remove, Brian Milton. Star Bench Remove, Casey Curse. Now, it's been three weeks. Do yeah. you need any any answer? Because i be real with you. I, I don't know if I remember. Oh, yeah. I like the way that you opened that up. I'm be honest Chris with you. Come on. Celsius. I need a Celsius for this, right? Yeah. It's been a lot. 
You're going to try to put me in a bad spot. You're going to try to make me disrespect somebody. I'm not going to try to do anything, Casey Kurtz. Stop putting that on my name, Casey Kurtz. So you stand by your decisions, Casey Kurtz. What I don't do anything to you. What I need is a peach vibe Celsius to <laughs> get my Always mind right selling. for this. You know what I'm saying? The Always peach vibe. Selling. Listen, I told the people, I told the good people at promotions, my man Devin, here I'm on um, uh, Power. You listen to Power? Okay. Devin's on Power. So... Uh, I told him, he also does promotions here. I said, let me get the orange Celsius. He said, I got peach vibe. I said, that's a whole different fruit. I said, let me get the peach vibe. I mean, is it, who's the plug? Like, who's the plug for this? Celsius. No, I know. Okay, I'm sorry. Devin. I'm sorry. Where does the plug release their uh, their stuff? I have no idea it? where the cases are in the building, but they're here. Gotcha. Okay. And Devin has the key. Ooh, shoot. So Devin's the plug. Yeah. If you see Devin in the parking lot, like, you Devin, know. I don't know who you are, you know, but if I see somebody with His a peach Celsius. office is literally right outside the door. Oh, you know what? I've never actually looked. I've heard him talk, and I've just walked by That's the him. office and never looked in and said hello. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's the, rude like that. He's the guy with the key. Got you. Okay. By the way, our office, we're getting our keys tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and computer. Well, I'm getting my computer. I don't get a computer? Yeah, you do. You already got one. Don't do that, Casey Kurtz. Just start bench removal. Yeah, man. okay. Come on. The Come on. Division leaders, Casey Kurtz. All right. Pass or you gonna take it? Take it, take it. Casey, these three teams are all at the top of their respective divisions. Tell us which of these three will more than likely be in the World Series. Which one just has an okay shot and which team is absolutely trash? And you hope against hope that their organization shuts down operations for the next decade. Well, I know okay. the Rays are gonna be in here. So. All right. Yep. No, 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 no. Not, not at all. Uh let's see. AL East, the Yankees. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, 64 and 28. AL West, the Astros, 59-32. And the NL West, the Dodgers, 60-30. I will start. I will start the Astros because they have the less, less friction to get there. Their division sucks. They've played a lot of their tough schedule already. And they're just really good. So I think the, they will. Ha- I agree. Don't get me wrong. Nobody hates the Astros more than me. But I, they have the easiest way to get there. I will. I will bench the Dodgers because the Padres are still very good. The Giants are also good. The Dodgers will be fine. Um, but they do have some friction in their division. And then I'll get rid of the Yankees. I don't believe in the Yankees. I don't think they're going to be able to pitch enough. And listen, you're going to disres- You're going to call me an idiot, and that's fine. Do what you got to do. But from someone who knows baseball pretty well. Oh, they, oh, that's what we're going yeah. to do. Okay. Yeah. Hey, remember this right here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pull this clip. Because no, the Yankees right the Yankees play in the toughest division in the league, and at some point they're going to crumble. They've played all of the bad teams so far this season on their schedule. They have to play the Rays a lot. They have to play Toronto a lot. They have to play the Red Sox a bit. And by the way, the Orioles are good now. The Yankees shut down operations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oof, wow. Just a, I just got a message in from the Yankees for Casey. So, damn. All right, Casey Kurtz. Uh, next yeah. up, heat check. Yeah. All right, Casey. These three teams have some of the best winning percentages over the last 10 games in the MLB. Start the team you're most impressed by. Bench the team that you are moderately moved by their great play. And remove the team that you think couldn't even step on the field with FSCJ. All right? So, first up, the Orioles at 8-2. and two. Mariners, 10-0. And the team that you and Brent continue to doubt, the Atlanta Braves at 7-3, they just keep doing what they're doing. I remember it's been about six weeks ago I, I first posted yeah. to you guys. You're like, we don't believe in them. Blah, 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 blah. It's May. Blah, 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 blah. It's July. Casey and A on the Mets. Hey! 
Yeah. Anyway, out of those three, start bench remove, Casey Curry. Well, you're going you're gonna to have some more Braves fuel after this one. But I will start with who I will start. And I will start the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles play in the toughest division in baseball. And... Who plays on the Orioles, bro? Like, we're going to talk to Austin Hayes tomorrow. He's one of their best players. We know Austin Hayes. Tell me anybody else on the Orioles. You've never heard of these dudes. Adley Rushman's there now. He's He hasn't set the league on fire. They have a bunch of dudes that you don't know. You look at their pitching staff, and you're like, I could be one of these dudes, and they continue to get it done. I'm very, very impressed with the Baltimore Orioles. They have a fantastic farm system. So if these dudes really are legit that they have, they bring up guys like Gunnar Henderson, they might be a problem. They might be a problem, and it's very weird to say, but I'm very impressed with the Orioles. Uh, Seattle. Okay. I will bench Seattle 10, 10 in a row. I think it's actually 13 in a row. I know you just pulled the last 10, but yeah. I think it is 13 or 14 in a row now. Very impressed with them as well. Again, a bunch of guys that aren't commonly known in the league. J.P. Crawford's a guy that came into his own after kind of high pick in Philly. It didn't work. Goes to Seattle. Has been very good. They do have some pitching, but maybe it's that East Coast bias, West Coast late night games. You have no idea who's playing for Seattle, and they're out there winning 14 straight games. I'm impressed with Seattle. Tough. Not a tough division. Obviously, Houston's in that division, but Houston is so much better than them. It's not even funny. That's why I'll bench them. And then, sorry, Braves. So I, want, I want everybody to hear Casey Curse. This is why you can't take him seriously. Sorry, Braves. So Casey has started the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. And somehow told the New York Yankees, stop operations. I'm not impressed with you yeah. because you play in the toughest division, right, with the best record, right? Yeah. But get this right. The last place team in the same division he's impressed by. Yes. That's one. And then two, he's like, you know, defending World Series champs, I know you did this last year. Pretty much the same way. You just started earlier. Mm -hmm. But you know what? No, not impressed by you either. This is why we don't take you seriously sometimes, Casey Curse. You have an amazing taste, and you have the ability to defend your unamazing taste. That's why I like you. But I got to be real with you, Casey Curse. You, re you really uh, missed the boat on this one. Let okay? me defend my take one more real quick. With the Braves, why I have them last? I shouldn't have to be surprised by the defending world champs. You should be good. No. I shouldn't have had to wait till July for you to finally be good. Sorry. You know what I mean? You Sorry. gotta. You, you should have been better before now. So I'm not impressed. I'm impressed with an Orioles team that was supposed to lose 110 games, and they're not going to do that. And I thought, let's go to the last one, Casey Kurtz. What do we got? Uh, your playlist. All right? You okay. got a pretty eclectic taste in music, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know all your favorites, so, you know, I'm just going to choose three that I think are your favorites, all right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to start the one that you think has the most talent. Vince, the one that you think, yeah, they're not as talented as the most talented one, I think, but I, I, I got to have them in my playlist. Yeah. And then, you know, you're going to remove the one where you hope their whole discography, discography, I can't say the word, the whole catalog is destroyed forever, okay? Okay. We got Adele, mm -hmm. Big Sean, uh-huh, Morgan Whalen. Did I say the last name right? Not at all. Wallen. Um, Morgan Wallen. Good singer, though, man. That's yeah, he's good. Uh, I will start Adele. And I will bench Big Sean. I like Big Sean. I will. Multiple times. Huh? You've met him multiple times. I have met him multiple times. And then I will uh, remove Morgan Wallen. You don't agree? I'm not, Casey, these are your options right here, man. You know what I mean? I'm finding out more about you because the public doesn't know anything about you, man. So the more that you share, the better that you connect with your crowd, man. That is true. Is that okay. the last one? That's the, that's the last one we're going to do. We got to get into a break. We hit this break. We wrap it up on the other side. Action Sports Checks Overtime, ESPN 6-9. We'll be right back.
couple minutes to go. Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690 on a Monday. Five, uh, five minutes to go. Home Run Derby coming up in just a bit. MLB All-Star Game coming up tomorrow on the program. By the way, tomorrow is the celebration of baseball, the Jumbo Shrimp, but baseball in the area. Austin Hayes from JU scheduled to join us. Hunter Barco just drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates last night scheduled to join us. So a full list of some of the best baseball talent from the area or went to college in the area. Set to join us tomorrow. Uh, from 3 to 6, me and Brent will do that. And me and Brian Middleton are back tomorrow leading you in to the MLB. I want to eat a spicy All-Star chicken. game. I do. That is facts. I do want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. But we will uh, we will save that for the end of the show because that's what we like to do. When we don't have to hand it off to Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. By the way, the shrimp back in action on Friday. So no Jumbo Shrimp Baseball until then. It'll just be me and Brian until 7 p.m. And then Wednesday, Thursday. By the way, uh, programming on Friday, Brian Middleton, we are not here on Friday, right? Sorry. Yep, that is correct. Uh, Friday, we are not here. Where are we? No, I don't think we are. I don't know. I don't think we are. Uh, Thursday, we will be here, though. I'm out Thursday and Friday. I will be in Orlando. Uh, Chelsea is in the United States. I'm going to see them take on Arsenal. So if you're going to be there, come holler at the boy uh, if you listen to the program. Like I said, home run derby tonight. Interesting field. Albert Pujols will be in the field for, I guess, celebratory reasons. Pete Alonso. Going for three derbies in a row, Brian Milton. I'm going to give you the candidates. You're going to tell me who's going to win, all right? Yes. All right. You got Kyle Schwarber. He's the number one seed. He's taking on Albert Pujols, the number eight seed. Who's going to win that matchup? Schwarber. Cool. We got Juan Soto, the four seed. Just turned down $455 million in a 15-year extension. He is in the home run derby against Jose Ramirez. Who wins that one? Jose. I like it. Julio Rodriguez, the rookie from the Seattle Mariners, will take on Corey Seager coming back to L.A. after leaving in free agency. Short swing and the three seed in the event. Who wins that one, Rodriguez or Seager? Julio. Okay. And in the last first-round matchup, we got the number two seed. Talk about disrespect. The back-to-back champ Pete Alonzo going for three in a row for the New York Mets. He takes on Ronald Acuna Jr., Brian Milton. Who wins? Acuna Jr. for the upset. So out of Ronald Acuna Jr., Julio Rodriguez, you said Jose Ramirez? Jose. Yep, and Kyle Schwarber, those are your four final four. Who's going to win the whole thing? Schwarber. Really? You going to pick the number one seed? You going to go chalk as chalk could be? Hey, listen, it feels like uh, that's my Bela Bear, okay? That's my Bela Bear, Schwarber. I like that. By the way, uh, Kyle Schwarber, the betting favorite, so... um. You know, well done. Who are you going for, Casey? Yeah, I like Corey Seager um, because he knows how to hit him in Dodger Stadium, but I also like the short swing, right? I think if you have a big swing, like I don't think Juan Soto will do well. Juan Soto can hit bombs, don't get me wrong, but he has a very long swing. You need the compact to save the energy. I also like Jose Ramirez. You also are a fan of Jose Ramirez of the uh, Cleveland Guardians. I think both of them have short, compact swings from the left side. Just start, start letting them go at Dodger Stadium. I think both those guys have a shot. I think Schwarber... I think he runs out of gas, right? I don't know if you know this about him. He's a bigger dude. He can hit some bombs now. Don't okay. get me wrong. Okay. But I, I think he will eventually run out of gas. So you you are going with Kyle Schwarber to win it. I will take I'll take Jose Ramirez. I'll take the Cleveland Guardian star Jose Ramirez to win it. Coming up on ESPN 690. You can hear it or on ESPN TV. Brian Middleton, what are you going to watch tonight if you had to pick? You got the home run derby? Mm-hmm. 
You got the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Derek Jeter's documentary is coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Episode one. Yeah. Which of those three? Uh, I uh, yeah, I probably would watch the Home Run Derby for a bit. Uh, then would probably bench uh, oh, yeah. the Bachelorette. Uh, unfortunately, I have to remove Derek Jeter, but I mean, oh. I've heard his his whole life and probably catch it like in a month or two, you know, when I had some downtime. Anyway, one more question, Casey, because I know we only have like about a minute left. This guy from Tampa, your pitcher, McClanahan, McClan- McClanahan? Yeah, McClanahan. McCl- didn't, didn't make the All-Star team? No, he did. He didn't make the All-Star team? He's starting, yes. He's starting. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Uh, well, I was in a random discussion and someone was talking about it and they were making it seem like he didn't make it. And I was trying to Google it, but I didn't have a signal. And so, yeah. but apparently he was a good, he's good. Or he made himself into an ace or something. He could win to Cy Young or something like that. He's All doing that well. Yeah. He's, no, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. He's been really the one shining part of the Rays rotation. They've struggled a bit. Uh, Shane McClanahan will start for the American League in Dodger Stadium. He will oppose Clayton Kershaw, the legend, and the Dodgers legend will start the All-Star game in his home stadium. We'll talk a little bit more about the All-Star game tomorrow, but yes, Shane McClanahan is the only representative from the Tampa Bay Rays and will start the game for the American League. That'll do it for us tonight. Home Run Derby coming up at 8 p.m. All-Star game tomorrow. Me and Brian are back tomorrow. Me and Brent are back tomorrow. And folks, the key point is we are one day closer to football. Have a good night, everybody. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. Is it too much to ask?